Today, a new resolution is proposed at the UN which the US looks set to back. France closes its embassy in Niger, and US and Mexican officials meet to discuss their shared border. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Friday the 22nd of December. It's been reported this morning that the US may well back a resolution at the UN today aimed at increasing aid to Gaza. The US ambassador to the UN said on Thursday that she'd been working hard this week with the UAE and Egypt to draft a resolution that the US can support. Now, this resolution has taken roughly a week to negotiate and has been delayed four times. As things stand, the resolution calls for a senior humanitarian and reconstruction coordinator to oversee whether relief deliveries from groups outside the conflict are indeed humanitarian goods. Previously, the resolution also called for the UN to exclusively monitor all aid going into Gaza. Additionally, the resolution also previously condemned indiscriminate attacks against civilians in Gaza, a section which has now been removed. Previously, the US had been one of few countries to block UN resolutions aimed at a ceasefire in Gaza, insisting that Israel had the right to defend itself. But they appear to have gotten around this disagreement by instead referring to the US's desire to create the conditions for a sustained cessation of hostilities. Now, part of this shift in attitude likely comes following the US's increased criticism of Israel's tactics in the war, with US Secretary of State Antony Blinken saying on Wednesday that Israel needs to shift its campaign from large-scale attacks to more precise operations. On top of this, President Biden told a fundraiser that Netanyahu's government is risking losing international support. Now, this international negotiation on the exact phrasing of the resolution comes on the same day that the health ministry in Gaza has claimed that a total of 20,057 people have died since the October 7th attack. Now, there's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us in your podcast app of choice to listen along. France has officially closed its embassy for an indefinite period in its former colony of Niger, marking a definitive split between the two countries. According to diplomatic sources, the reason behind the embassy closure is that it's no longer able to function or carry out missions in Niger. But this dramatic and quite rare measure comes after the capital of Niger announced that 1,500 French soldiers who had previously been deployed in the country as part of anti-jihadist efforts were to leave by December 22nd, so today. But this isn't the first issue in the relationship between France and Niger, with things being tense since the coup that took place on July 26th. In fact, just a few days later, on July 30th, there was a mass demonstration outside the French embassy of more than 6,000 people, and soon after, the French ambassador was expelled, remaining trapped in the embassy for nearly a month. And by the end of September, almost all of the diplomatic staff had left. Now, all of this combined marks not only a closed chapter for the European nation and its former colony, but also a slow end to France's influence in the Sahel. Mali and Burkina Faso have also expelled the French army in recent years after coups, and have sought to align themselves with Russia, namely the Russian paramilitary group Wagner, which is exactly what Niger seems to be doing now.
Let's move on to an update from the US-Mexico border, where the US Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, is leading talks with the Mexican government amid a surge in migrants trying to enter the US. In response, President Biden ordered some of his most senior officials to the border after speaking with the Mexican president yesterday. This isn't Biden's only action either. The US has also closed several crossings along the 32,000 kilometer border due to the rise in arrivals. But the problem is growing, with a record 2.5 million migrants and asylum seekers traveling over the border in the last 12 months up to September, up from 2.4 million in 2022 and 1.7 million in 2021. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, the Secretary of Homeland Security and White House Homeland Security Advisor are all set to meet with the Mexican president in order to discuss further actions that can be taken together to address the current border challenges. But as well as posing political and humanitarian problems for Biden, the crisis has also been economic, as trade flows have been disrupted by the closure of two busy rail bridges into the Texan city of El Paso and Eagle Pass, which account for nearly a third of all rail traffic across the southern border. US Railroad Union Pacific has had to hold 60 trains each day that the rail crossings are closed, meaning that goods like grain, beer, dry food, car parts, consumer goods, metals and cement are all being stranded on one side of the border or the other. Now, Texas's governor, Greg Abbott, has repeatedly clashed with Biden over this issue, saying that the government has left the state to fend for itself. And just this week, Abbott signed legislation allowing Texas law enforcement agents to arrest people entering the state illegally, which was previously a power reserved for federal authorities. In other news, China has announced a set of draft bills effectively setting spending limits for online gaming, dealing a major blow to China's biggest gaming companies, Tencent and NetEase, whose shares have plummeted following the announcement. These new guidelines mean that games will now be barred from giving players rewards if they log in every day, if they spend on the game for the first time, or if they spend several times on the game consecutively. And as I said, these measures wiped nearly $80 billion off the market value of China's two biggest gaming companies as a result. Tencent shares alone fell by nearly 16% at one point after the rules were announced, while its closest rival, NetEase, suffered a 25% drop. This is just the latest example of Beijing clamping down on the video game industry in recent years, setting strict playtime limits for those under 18 in 2021, and suspending the approvals of new video games by up to eight months. The government cites addiction concerns as the reason behind these changes, with Chinese state media even describing online games as spiritual opium. Finally today, it's been reported that a team of scientists from Massachusetts have developed a new way of storing carbon dioxide, a process which turns it into a powder that has its own purposes. In essence, the CO2 is exposed to catalysts and then electrolysis that turns the gas into sodium formate, a powder. And this can then be stored safely for decades. It can also be used on roads and airport runways to melt ice. And it's even hoped that this captured CO2 could be used as a clean fuel to replace conventional batteries. While this is still far away right now, this new technology is certainly a step in the right direction. That's all for the Daily Briefing today and for the Daily Briefing this year. But before we go, 
Here's one quick last story about what TLDR has been up to in 2023. In 2023, TLDR released 1,038 videos, picked up more than half a million new subscribers, and achieved 12 million hours worth of watch time. That's 1,421 years. We also hosted interview stages at this year's NATO Summit, the Munich Security Conference, the Berlin Global Dialogue, and UK AI Summit, where we interview people including the President of the European Council, NATO's Deputy Secretary Generals, Mitch McConnell, James Cleverly, Rachel Reeves, and many more. I also spoke at the International Journalism Festival, YouTube's Global News Working Group, as well as hosting major events for YouTube in London and in Indonesia. We also continued our partnership with Nebula, with some truly huge news coming soon. We hosted a training program for aspiring video journalists with YouTube and the European Journalism Center. We wrote an entire newspaper, which we sold thousands of copies of. We relaunched our podcast. We attended the British Journalism Awards. We hired two superb new journalists. We built out an entire new TLDR set. We raced across Europe to meet the person who placed the 10,000 dollars from our store. And most importantly, we helped bring the news to an estimated 20 million unique viewers. Okay, that truly is all for the daily briefing this year. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you to the whole team that worked hard on it, including Ben and Rory, who write every episode, alongside contributions from Zach, Georgina, and Nadia. And a massive thanks to Scarlett, who edits each and every one of these videos. Thank you to you as well for watching, and I hope you have a great Christmas, and we'll see you in the new year.